so continuing chapter 19, the elements of piety. And yesterday what we finished off with is that the very righteous people, these very pious people, they actually stand as merit for the entire generation and they are a tree protecting the entire generation, so to speak. And the way that this is done, page 141, this has to be done by means of one's intent when serving the eternal, as well as directly through one's prayers. So what are these two different elements? This means that he should pray on behalf of his generation, seeking atonement for those who need atonement, and urging repentance for those who need it, and promoting the defense of the entire generation. Right? So if the, if the goal over here, and the ultimate goal is always to figure out the way in which Hashem's name is most elevated in this world, then that is, there's a recognition that this only comes about by dint of the entire generation pulling together. So as, as a person who is fully righteous, so he might say, well, I'm fully righteous. I don't have to worry about what other people do, but no. On the contrary, he spends his time praying that they should overcome their, their Yetzir Hara, their, uh, their evil inclination, which is a, a tremendous topic on its own. Are you allowed to pray for someone to have uh, help to overcome its evil inclination? It's a big question in, in the Gemara seems to say you can't, but it's a big topic of, of discussion. Is that even okay? to overcome the evil inclination. The evil inclination is there as a test. So to pray, that's basically saying, I don't want the test. I want Hashem to take away the test. So there's a big question if you're even allowed to do that. But let's assume that one can do that. Also, you're trying to get atonement, right? So you're asking Hashem to forgive those. And you're also trying to get them to repent. Right? So the, the idea of, of getting people to repent is, is a tremendously powerful uh, factor in terms of helping the generation you can convince or help other people, urge them on to repentance, and that's an incredibly powerful merit for the entire generation. And they of blessed memory have already said in the Talmud about the verse, it's in Daniel, I have come because of your words, that the angel Gabriel was not allowed to go beyond the heavenly curtain until he had spoken on behalf of Israel. And Gidon was told, Gidon is one of the shoftim, one of the judges in the time period uh, in between Joshua and the first king of Israel, Saul. And Gidon was told, go with this, your strength, which refers to his speaking on behalf of Israel. And so, so what we don't realize is that the power that we have, and the power very often comes by dint of the fact that we are acting on behalf of the rest of the Jewish nation. I one time heard an um, interesting story. Um, so I, I'm not particularly, um, I, I guess I'm a little bit uh, rational or maybe even skeptical of some of the, Hasidic tales, right? Some of the, what we call the, the mopsim, the stories of the miraculous um, feats that the Hasidic rabbis have been able to accomplish over the generation. Um, so I one time heard from my wife's grandfather, who is also a Litvak, which means, uh, you know, someone of Lithuanian descent and not of a um, Hasidic background at all, is also somewhat skeptical of the mopsim. So he said, he one time was speaking to his Rebbe, who is teacher, his Rebbe, whose name is Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, who, although of Hasidic descent, uh, Hasidic ancestry, I guess we should say, also was not particularly um, into these types of stories. And he told him, this Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg, told him that he personally was witness to a mofes, to a, a rabbinic um, miracle that was uh, accomplished by the Satmer Rebbe of blessed memory. The Satmer Rebbe was uh, the Divrei Yael, the Rebbe um, Rabbi Yoel Teitelbaum. He died in the, I think, 1979, I want to say, originally from Satumar, which is in uh, the Carpathian Mountains, came to America, 
And he's like sort of, Satmar Hasidus even today is one of the, they're very, very careful to hold on to everything that they had exactly the way they had it. And there's not as much of an emphasis on learning Torah as there is on, on action and on believing in the power of the Rebbe. So he, this Rabbi Yaakov Weinberg said, I don't believe in Rebbe Shemaibsim. I don't believe in these miraculous stories. However, I one time saw with my own eyes this Rebbe do a Maifis. So my wife's grandfather said to him, um, Rebbe, uh, uh, you just said you don't believe in them, but then you also said that you saw it happen. How do you sort of reconcile those two things? So he said, he said a fascinating idea, and I think that this is this idea right here. What he said is that when there is many, many people who are dependent on an individual and believe that that individual can help them achieve a better judgment, believe that they, this individual can help them get closer to Hashem, when that individual prays, when all those people have invested their belief in his ability and his power to accomplish something, he takes along all of the other people. Let's say there's 100 individuals who all say, we believe that you can be our representative and pray on our behalf and you will be successful in your prayer. So it's almost like he has the prayer power, a concentrated prayer power of that 100-man group. So the Satmar Rebbe, who had thousands upon thousands and thousands of, of, of Hasidim, so he had even far more power, like this concentrated power. His prayer was able to be the prayer of tens of thousands of Jews praying at one moment. So I think that that's kind of the idea over here too, that the power of, an, of a pious individual to pray, when the people of that generation are reliant on them, is not just the power of an individual, it's the power of an entire tzibur, of the entire congregation coming together with this belief that he has the power to, to make something happen. And indeed, then Hashem recognizes that and will make something happen. Okay, but that's only true when you're speaking on behalf of Israel. Right? So if you're speaking on behalf of yourself, it's not going to get the same recognition. The Holy One, blessed be he, loves only those who love Israel. And to the extent that one increases his love for Israel, the Holy One, blessed be he, increases his love for that person. These are the true shepherds of Israel whom the Holy One, blessed be he, holds dear. Those who sacrifice themselves for his flock, his flock, not you know, God's flock, beseeching and laboring on behalf of their peace and well-being, constantly standing in the breach to pray for the repeal of the harsh decrees against them, and for the gates of blessing to open wide on their behalf. This can be compared to a father who loves no one more than the person who has shown genuine love towards his sons. Human nature attests to this, right? So aside from your own family members, the person who recognizes, you know, the, the easiest way to, to become friends with someone is to compliment their kids, right? <laughs> you immediately are, are, become have good friends with them as soon as you compliment their children because they, 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 they enjoy that feeling so much. That's what we're discussing over here. So, so to speak, we are the, the children of God. We are the, the chosen child of God. And when someone advocates on our behalf, right, and testifies on our behalf, so Hashem is going to be inclined to listen to what they have to say. This is something that we find. The, the Midrash points out that two, probably the two greatest leaders of the Jewish people have been David and Moses. And the Midrash points out that why are they, why, why specifically them? What, what's in their nature that caused them to be chosen? So the Midrash says is that they were both shepherds. And a shepherd lives his life trying to figure out how to make sure that every single sheep is taken care of. The shepherd, if, if one sheep is a little bit lame and is not able to keep up with the rest of the sheep, the shepherd's going to go back there and either walk alongside it to make sure the wolf doesn't get it or put the, put the sheep on his back 
right? To carry it, to make sure that it gets to its destination. A shepherd is concerned for every single individual sheep. And these are the qualities that Moshe and David had, whether they had it because, because they were shepherds or whether they had the type of nature that made them become shepherds in the first place that also then works out to become the shepherd of an entire nation. And, and, and we have, you know, other one of our, of our forefathers, we also see this about, you know, Jacob was also famously a shepherd and describes his, his uh, devotion and dedication to the flock. So that, that's only a metaphor, right? That's really a metaphor in terms of the people who lead the Jewish nation. Their sole thought is how to help out the rest of the Jewish nation. Right? And there, we'll finish with one last story. There is a, a rabbi who's alive today. His name is Shmuel Kamenetsky. Uh, he lives in Philadelphia. And he's the scion of a, of a great rabbinic dynasty. He's in his upper 90s at this point. You know, may he live and be well. And he, when he became, uh, I think, about 75, he's a Rosh Yeshiva. Right? So he has Yeshiva, famous Yeshiva. Many famous uh, students, alumni have gone. They have come from there. Um, Rabbi Feldman from Palo Alto has a son in that Yeshiva right now. Uh, so when he became, I think, about 75, he basically, he said he's open. He's open for anybody who needs help at all. Anybody you need to help, his phone number, you can, if anybody here wants to call him, I give you his phone number, you call him, he will pick up the phone himself at 96 years old. If people ask him to come, come travel somewhere to speak, he'll go somewhere to travel to go speak. Somebody said to him, you know, what about your learning Torah? What about your, yourself? Why, why are you like just concerned about other people? So he said, Hashem gave me 75 good years. At this point, I want to try to help everybody else. That's now what I look at as my, as my role in life. Because right? that's the, the, the attitude of the shepherds, of the true manhigim, the true leaders of Kali Yisrael, the Jewish nation, their attitude is to look outward, right? And you don't have to say, I'm not getting into too, too much politics here, but in terms of politicians today, it's a very rare quality where the politician is actually out there for the constituents and not out there for themselves. But this is something that as a Jew and as a Jewish leader, this is something that we advocate. This is something that we say a true leader is someone who is only looking out for the as a shepherd for even the weakest link and even the weakest sheep is the one that he is concerned for and he's always going to advocate for us and even when we do the wrong thing and Hashem wants to destroy us as happens to Moshe as happens to David so they, they both pray and pray and pray to Hashem until he rescinds that decree.